Well, hello there. Love and listings will give Mr. Zach Dials a call because he found himself yes. in an awkward situation mm-hmm. at that little party. Right. For the season finale of To Catch a Beautician, we'll get Mr. Johnny Wright on the line. Yes. And then the calls don't stop there. We will get Mm-mm. Derek Barry on the phone to chat about the series premiere of RuPaul's Jag Race Vegas Review. Yes. We got a lot going down, so the Beach mm-hmm. 100, the podcast, got to start. Welcome, hello, hi, and hey to VH100, the official podcast for all things VH1 and more. If you haven't subscribed or commented, I've been saying it every week, y'all. My name is EZ Manoli. That's right, and I'm Lejeune, and we're excited about yet another amazing episode of BH100, the podcast. And if y'all want to get in all up in this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag BH100 podcast and talk, talk that, that talk. Talk with us. Hey, what's up, Easy? I'm doing good. I, you know, update on my mother. She's got the staples removed. I think I already mentioned she's out of nice. her sling. Mm-hmm. And now she could, uh, she's Throw going to physical bows? therapy. Yeah, oh, pretty no. much. So she's throwing okay. the bows. Yes. And can, and can vogue a little bit now. Okay. So slowly getting there. But this outside is from major that, progress. Major progress. So I was with her for about a week in the little beach town. And I don't know, you know, just did my usual nonsense of. Fuckery. So, how are you? <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to spend some time in a little beach town with my mama next weekend. But last weekend, I celebrated my grandmother's 99th birthday. Wow. How amazing and beautiful. That is, is that? really amazing. Yeah. So, that was really nice. And, you know, how has she been doing with this whole, you know, COVID 19 situation? She's just been laying low and just sort of like quarantined up. And,. So I asked her that morning, I was like, are you nervous about like so many people being around? And she said, no. Oh, she's so matter all of like, fact, she was like, probably like, listen, I've been lonely. And if I if seeing my family is going to take me out, bring it on. <laughs> she's no, like, listen, 99 years of life here. She got experience. She's not right. afraid of nothing. Exactly. No, my grandmother is like such a survivor. She's been through so much and she still has her strength and sense of humor and life and love so it was really really a beautiful day to celebrate with her and Taj went up to her just as my phone died you know I'm always having a phone drama yeah. and then my so my phone <laughs> dies and then Taj my seven-year-old son asks my 99 year old grandma he was like "Ba, you're 99 now what type of changes have you seen and I was like oh wow, wow. yeah he's a, he's a very insightful child right I was or, like what a great question to ask actually this a child on... doesn't even ask that <laughs> he's like a little man <laughs> I'm like this should be I should be recording this but of course my phone just died so it was all great there you go all right so another yeah. lesson learned about the phone dying <laughs> yeah but my aunt got it on tape okay good. Like, get this get this <laughs> sorry <laughs> Very stage mom. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. cute. Well, happy, happy birthday to grandma. <laughs> I know. Thank you. You're so welcome. So shall we get into all these phone calls that we're about to make? Let's do it. Perfect. So we'll start off with love and listings. We'll give Zach a call soon. But Miss Taylor. Yes. Doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Re- getting that bag and also getting that mental right. Loving yes. it. And, and a little bit of love because yes. we see that she's rekindling some type of romance with on and off again. Elijah, that FaceTime call she did with him. She was very smitten. I never saw her like that. Right. And. As you said, the listing. So we got a $7 million listing where Zach, Ajani, and Jacob roll through for support. 
letting them know she's looking into getting her brokerage license. And I was all like, what the hell does that mean? But thankfully, that's why we have this show. So this allows her to hire a team, which she calls Minions, uh, to get a percentage of their sales. She's super stoked about all this and Ty's going to help her. Well, that comment really sets Jacob way the fuck off. And now we know why he had that dark cloud energy when he strolled into the listing. So he's talking to them and mentioning this TMZ article, which is claiming, and I remember seeing this when this came out, that Ray J secured the life rights to Suge Knight's movie. Now, Jacob is feeling that Ty is so buddy-buddy with Ray because we Mm. saw last season he did have Ray J as a client. Right. That Ty is the one who leaked this fake story. And again, Jacob is insisting this story is fake to TMZ. But Taylor, surprisingly, having ties back, saying she knows who the source is and even spoke mm-hmm. to them. So there's no chance that Ty was involved with this mess. So it's funny to me because just last season, it was Jacob who was defending Ty when Taylor was questioning his way of handling business. Yeah. So we got a flip flop situation mm-hmm. going on here. And <laughs> Jacob is just like, yo, I'm not having any of this storms out of Taylor's listing. But we got to love. The producer trying to get to the bottom of it, asking who is the leak? leak. And you won't catch Taylor slipping because she's like, listen, I'm leaving it to the streets. I'm not messing with With the show drama. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't want to either because it's like, I'm not sticking my nose in there. Okay. No, mm -mm, but she is messing with Andrew again. Not in that kind of way. In a business kind of way with Ajani being over the whole Andrew situation. Taylor is over it too, because she's like, listen, I wasn't working with Andrew because of my friendship with Ajani. But now that she's good, I'm good. He's good. We're all good. Right. And And doesn't she see how it works to be good? Because now she just made a deal that could lead to another long-term deal. Now, what if she wasn't messing with Andrew? Cause Ajani wasn't messing with Andrew and everybody wasn't messing with Andrew. Boom. That part right there. So thank God for that for him as well, because he's striking out with Nick Young who is his latest client. He's looking for a spot to host an event. Nick is all for Taylor's listing. There's a handshake on site. Maybe the idea of the swaggerita swayed him into it. I'm like, okay. And this event, though, Taylor mm-hmm. can say she wasn't at the center of the drama this time around at first. Okay. So when Jacob walks in, right, Ajani's like, uh-oh, this ain't going to be good because he got the shades on. He has his macho stands going on. But that does not stop Ty from approaching him to chat things out. Clearly, we're like, this is not the best time. Right. At first, it looked like he was trying to get away. And then I was like, oh, wait. Uh-oh. No, wait. I think yeah, he's he, trying to. He hit us with a skirt skirt real quick in. and a pivot. He's trying to come right in to uh, hit this up head on. Yeah, exactly. And we saw in Jacob's interview that he would like to have a private man-to-man conversation. But instead, this obviously happened in front of everyone. Ty is getting called out for butting his nose into Jacob's family business where he's insisting it's not him. But this all could be stemming from back in the day when they worked together. We saw in Jacob's interview how he didn't appreciate how Ty would throw his name little sugar around when he was shadowing him last season. Also, the history of folks using his dad's legacy, especially while he is in jail Jacob is feeling it's his his duty to protect the family name since Suge, he can't speak for himself right now. So in this like heated discussion between Ty and Jacob, Taylor is trying to chime in and she's like, yo, he doesn't know anybody at TMZ to leak this kind of story. But Jacob is like, stay in your lane, Miss Thang. 
Also, and- it's like if you don't I, like, honestly, I just feel like I hope that she knows 100 percent. Like you said earlier, she said she spoke with the person. So yeah, I guess she does so- 100% know. But like, if you don't know 100%, don't bring it up. Because it's like, I don't understand. I feel like I anyone- feel like she does because I don't think Taylor would move that kind of way. But why she, like, would knew. she say... Well, he she he said doesn't even Jacob, know anybody like, at TMZ. Know. Like, come on, you yeah. know good and well that if you have he good... Figure if it I out. Had- There's a tip line, everybody. There's a tip line. Right, exactly. Like... Anyway, but yeah, there you go. So while this is all going on, and you guys work with celebrities in like in Hollywood, like you can figure, you can get to TMZ. All right, that's not like that made me skeptical. Like, sis, you're reaching now. Oh, okay. I mean, you you definitely have a leg to stand on there. I'll give you that. But knowing that the friendship she has with Jacob and how like adamant she is about it, and she was even saying to Jacob, like, you know who it is. Uh, that's where I was like, okay. Then tell him so that he's not like. I know it seems like he does because she's saying you know who it is. So maybe she didn't want to say the name because, again, they're in front of people. So right. as this is going on, Andrew does pull Jacob away from the group where he's feeling taken advantage of. He's like, listen, my, my dad is in jail. My mom is out of state. I'm questioning who my true friends are since he's basically alone to fend for himself. Not even Taylor is safe, who is caught by surprise Uh, Because she's asking what she has done for him to question her loyalty. I'm personally like, this feels like a heat of the moment type of situation because both Taylor and Jacob have an understanding with each other how hurt people hurt other people, especially those closest to them, unfortunately. We all we all have dealt with that at some point in our lives, everybody. Indeed. Now, I know I said that Taylor wasn't at the center of the drama, but she may have instigated another one at her event between Zach and Sam and Lene. Big time. Big time. <laughs> she was there front and center. So our, our our boy Zach is even like, you know, Taylor's great at instigating. You got to love her for that. So I say let's get him on the phone to see if he still feels that same kind of love because she came in like a wrecking ball. So let's get our boy Zach on the phone. Yeah, let's get Zach on the phone. Hello? Oh, snap. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, How are we doing? Man, I'm good, man. You know, can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, another episode down, and it's a lot of interesting moments mo- uh, going on. Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad that you gave us that natural segue because we don't have to do that ourselves. So right. let's get into it. <laughs> He's like, I know why you're calling. Um, this this Nick Young event, right? You you brought Lene with you, and yes. that first blind date went pretty well, clearly. But was it straight up a blind date? Like, you didn't even check her socials, nothing? Right. No, I had never, I had never seen Lene. Um, everything I'd wow. seen prior to that was like a blurry photo that, you know, Samantha had sent over. I'm not Samantha, but Sarah had sent Ooh. over. So, I, I had never, I had never talked to her. I'd never seen her. So, yeah. Wow, that is some trust that you have going on there. You didn't even Seriously. say no. Let me see her Instagram real quick because it is a blind date on this in 2020 can be a little different these days, you know. Yeah. But oh, I just. Yeah. I just love, you know, how she kept it all cute, ordered her little salad. And oh, you were like, yeah, I'm going to get the enchiladas on. I'm going to have the breath smell like pico de gallo. All that. 
I'm not worried about it. Is that how you giving it up on the first date, brother? I'm hungry. You know, you, you live your life. You know what I mean? I've been here before. I've had these enchiladas before. They fire. I need that. You know what then mean? you should have known the play was hot. You, He's like, ooh, it is hot. You ain't, but she told you. That was different. I was like, oh shit, okay. She was fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, that was great though, because yeah, you're right. She was just like, I'll take a you know grilled chicken. He's like, I'll take the enchiladas and da 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 da. I was like, damn. I was like, good for him, letting right. everybody know. He's like, I don't play. I'm a man. <laughs> but back to the event. So good old Taylor, right? She's breaking that awkward silence, introducing Sam to your new quote unquote girlfriend. Yes. So. You know, we did see a little interview. You're like, we love uh, Taylor for her instigating ways. So, do we still have that love, or did we switch up on that? No, I mean, you get like when I when when Samantha pulled up, and here comes Taylor. Taylor, I mean Samantha. Look, have you met Zach's new girlfriend? I'm like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Even Lene's face, she was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's like Taylor. I literally met this 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 chick this that morning. I met her that morning. You know what I mean? Mm. So it was like I met her this morning you know what i mean at, at lunch this morning and tonight we're here so that was a long day that was a very long what? day so right. I was like, yeah, i've known this chick for for 10 hours that's a long day damn yeah, i know because so. taylor was even like nice little upgrade right I was like, Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> i was like t- t-, and then i think i heard her say that twice because at first i was like did i hear that then i was like no no heard it <laughs> heard it here again you guys gotta understand, like y'all see, like y'all see what was edited. You know what I mean? But that entire ordeal dealing with Samantha was a was a headache because she was all over the place to the point that's why Sarah introduced me to Lene. Right. Because she was like, "Well, fuck, dog, you on your bullshit. I'm gonna introduce Zach to somebody. You know what I mean? Because you're over here playing too many games. Because she has an ex, she's over the ex. Now all of a sudden she's not over the ex. And I think, and you clearly when Ajanee. When she's having that conversation with Ajani and Ajani was like, she's like, I'm trying to get over my ex. Ajani, no, you're entertaining your ex. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, like, like you still, you still messing with buddy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And right, now right. all of a sudden, I'm the, the bad guy. When I, it's, it's just funny because literally from jump, I told her to her face, I'm like, hey, if you have something going on, leave me out of it. Yeah. Like, everything she's telling me is I'm over it. This, but then I find out from Andrew that you're not. So how am I supposed to you know? That's when the, the the good morning text and all these things start happening. Because I'm thinking we're on a different plateau. Right. We've known each other for five years, and all of a sudden she's telling me to my face, "I'm just trying to figure out if you're worth it." What? That's what sent me over the edge. Like what? Indeed. Like, yeah. That, that it, sent us all was, over the edge. I was about yeah. to bl- jump off that balcony. I was like, "What is?" She's like, 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 "If it worked my time, I'm like, what?" Right. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's so hard. <laughs> you know, right. sometimes when you're caught up in a situation that isn't the best for you, then you find something that is going so positive, and you're bringing in your baggage from older situations. So you're skeptical of somebody's playing games. But I have to take it back to that long day. You know. When Taylor threw out the girlfriend title, you and Lene were both caught off guard. Even, you know, Taylor even was like, yeah, he got himself a little baddie. It's about time. (laughs) I mean, how were you feeling in the moment? You know, were you just like just surprised? Did you like feel for Sam at all? Like a little bit embarrassed for her or like what was going through your mind? No, it was just like that was Taylor doing Taylor what she does. And like I said, Mm -hmm. no, I don't feel because Samantha brought all this shit on herself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it didn't have to be this way. The way, the reason we even got here is because you played a private voice text message, a voice mm. message like you to Eric and Sarah. I don't know what you thought my response was going to be, but I'm like, well, that was my voice. That's how I felt. That I don't know why she had to, and and now we're, now we're into the situation where, like, 
okay, well, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Well, your plan yeah. is working. I don't know why you would do that. Like, that's how we got into this entire ordeal because you were being on some bullshit. So I'm like, like all right, well, I don't know what you expected from me. Like, did you want me to get mad? And why are you playing this? I'm like, well, shit, that was my voice. Like, it was clearly how I felt. I don't know why yeah. she played me, but here we go. You know, there's and some then, po- people that want to, what's that called? Have their cake and eat it too. Yeah, so. man, what do you, now you want to play the victim role? Like, I'm being too needy. This I'm like, Samantha, everything I've been getting from you has been telling me that you're over it. And all of a sudden, I find out from Andrew that you pulled him to the side to have a conversation with him talking about, I'm not over my ex. Can you help me get over it? But everything you're saying to me, is kind of something else. I think and then I'm like, you still messing with Buddy. Like, because I was like, I sister soldier. She had my own. Like, no, you still, like, if you would have been mm. in that time, like, <laughs> like, like, you still fucking with dude. Like, don't, don't play. Stop playing. Like, you still, you know what I mean? So it's a lot deeper than what was. Yeah. Showing. Well, you can tell there's like definitely a lot of emotions that are coming mm-hmm. into play. And after a couple drinks, she did make her way over with a little stumble here. Uh, to Lene, and she had your jacket on. I was like, "Oh shit!" And right. you you went up for a swaggerita. Now we're are we rethinking that drink after that conversation? Because I was like, you had that oh shit look, and you're like, "What happened here?" So I walk across the pool, right? I go to the bar, literally, because me and Lene just went over and sat down. I go across the bar to get a drink. I look over and I see Samantha sitting there. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, what is she doing, yo? Like, what is she doing? Like, like swaggeritas, uh, keep them coming, keep them coming. Let's go, let's right, go. Right, right. No, I'm like, now I'm just kind of like, this is going to be interesting. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, I wonder what I'm going to hear when I go sit back. Because I'm like, this is deja vu all over again, like some season one type shit where I'm like, dude, like, I don't understand. Like, you keep, you keep playing yourself. Like, congratulations, you played mm. yourself. Because now you're over here telling Lene, you know what I mean? When I go back over there and hear, like, what? She told her. She told you I was talking about marriage a week ago. Like, right. yeah. mind you, I'm not with this. Like, what you see from me on this show is really what's going on. I'm not here for, like, if I don't have a storyline, I'm just not on TV. It's not that deep. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So this is really what's going on in my life, right? So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the, la- the last time in real life I had any kind of conversation with Samantha was standing on that balcony in Malibu when I told her we're not doing this. That yeah. was two weeks. Two weeks had gone by. And that was the first time I've seen Samantha since. But all of a sudden, I had a conversation with you a week ago. And now I'm watching her green screen interviews. Two or three days ago, I'm like, oh, I was a storyline for you. Mm. You sitting over here lying out your teeth like we had, like we having these kind of like, I ain't talked to your ass in almost two weeks. Nothing about no marriage. But now you're sitting here like, oh, okay. And and that's the thing that we're trying to put out there. Mm. Right. But who was the homie that came up to you asking about the situation with Sam in front of Lene? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that thing was Eric? Or no, it wasn't Eric. Who was, I can't mm-hmm. remember. We know Eric. Yeah, yeah we know Eric. Yeah. <laughs> he like came in and came out real quick. We're like, okay, but I, we do have to give props. Oh, to that him. was Devon. That was Devon. 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 Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we, yeah. we do have to give props to Lene, though, because she could have laid out into uh, a bunch of folks and she handled herself very lovely, uh, especially with Sam, quote unquote, forgetting her name here and there. She yeah. kept it cool. <laughs> So today, uh, how is Lene? Are we chatting with her? What's up? Like, I literally just, because I, I just watched the show this morning, right? So mm-hmm. I watched it and I texted her, because I don't know what's going on. I texted her and I'm like, yo, man, you did, you did your thing. You held that. You handled your shit like a boss. Like, right. like you know what I mean? Because I'm just seeing it for the first time and I'm watching their conversation. 
And I'm watching this shit. And I'm like, oh, Lene, man, that's what's up. You handled your shit like a boss right mm-hmm. there. She, she really like, did. Right. Even when she... Sam walked away, she's like, don't trip this time. Hey, don't trip I love this. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, he was gangster in that moment. Like, I, I didn't know. know but I wasn't there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't know what was going on. But I'm yeah, like, oh. She was like, I forgot I like your it... name again. She's like, yeah. no, you're it's good. I think <laughs> it was good. her jacket. Because when she put that jacket on, I was like, oh, she got the shoulders going. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. She so well. That was the first time she had been in that environment around these people, meeting them yeah. for the first time. There's cameras out now, and you know what I mean. Can I'm be like, intimidating. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, oh you, oh okay. So I texted this morning. She, like, hey, she held her cool. own. Yeah, you right. Did. Well, clearly Ajani had your back, as you mentioned, sis the soldier earlier, and Sarah hey. had your back also in this situation. Ajani called Sam out for entertaining another guy, you know, and. Sarah followed suit. She's telling Sam, you know, she's playing you and you could be happy. And so why not hook you up with someone that's also single and ready to mingle? You know what I'm saying? Did you expect that sort of support from all the ladies? Because you know how girls often, you know, the ladies like to stick together, girl power. Yeah. But did you expect all the ladies to sort of have your back and be like, nah, sis, guard. you're playing games. Yeah. That should let y'all know how bad that shit was. They edited it yeah. so good. They don't soak. That should let y'all know the bullshit Samantha was doing that entire time. And now her homegirls is like, man, you on some bullshit. Like, yeah. like you were playing with this dude. And yeah. Sarah's like, I'm, I'm going to introduce him to another. And Lene is like, I mean, and, and Ajani is like, you know, you still like, that should let y'all know Sounds what type up. of bullshit. Yeah. That, well, what was going on that entire time? She's sitting there. And now Samantha wants to sit here and play the victim role. Like, I'm just trying to get over it. No, the fuck you weren't. Yeah. You were all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And now you're yeah. mad that it's blowing up in your face. Because you had seen, if you had seen the rest of that night, Samantha got flamed by everybody in that house that night. From Eric to Andrew to Sarah to Ajani. They had one-on-one individual scenes. And they one-on-one flamed her that entire... It was not a good night for Samantha that night. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, we can't really see it all because, you know, you guys are living this and going through it on a day-to-day. And we get, you know, a little... A little taste. <laughs> a little taste every week, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was very ironic how we just heard from Sam that she wouldn't feel some type of way if you were dating someone else, and we saw that play out in real life, and it did not seem see, like she yeah. is in alignment with her feelings. So I think, exactly. you know. But I'm the one. I'm embarrassing her, though. Like, you embarrassed her season one, and you embarrassed her season I'm like, how do I embarrass her in season one when I clearly, to her face, told her I'm in a relationship. One, I, mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship. At that point, you continue to pursue the narrative of trying to fuck with me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then when we're at dinner, now you're sitting here talking, I can have you whenever I want to. Now you're disrespecting my entire relationship. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to blame you. You know what I mean? I'm going to say what I say, because now you now you didn't cross the line. Now you right. disrespect my girl. You know what I mean? Because now my girl's going to watch this and be like, well, why does she think she can do that? You know what I mean? Because right, right. she said that. That's why she thinks that shit. But no, 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 it don't work like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not disrespecting my entire relationship, but I embarrassed her. Like, no, you keep doing this to yourself. You it's know what I mean? Sabotaging, like, yeah. Like, but then I become the bad guy when I'm just being my real true self. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I'm yeah. just. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you. Like I don't know. Like, did you think I was lying when I said this? Like I don't understand. But now it's season two. I'm like, I was just a storyline for your ass. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It is what it is. And then, so the allegation of the marriage, right? So obviously, we know within that two week span. 
did not happen but did you ever have that conversation in general because i know in past relationships for me right like it's fun to like chat about that kind of shit but it doesn't mean i'm gonna bust out a ring anytime soon so was there ever a conversation of marriage at all there was not we had a conversation one day we had went to the movies right and when i dropped her off at her place we had a conversation i was sitting there just opening up to telling how i felt where i was Mm -hmm. i mean just Having a one-on-one personal. You seem like a genuine guy too. So you're know, just having. I'm letting you know how I feel. Not in one time did I tell. Did I mention anything about marriage? And that's when she's sitting here. I know how you feel. Mm. So you took the conversation. I told you about how I felt. And now you're telling this chick that I told you that I was trying to marry you. And saying about no, when I was just telling you how I was feeling. You know what I mean? Like. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, there was a lot going on. You can obviously tell by how visibly upset she was in that moment that there are still feelings there and maybe the feelings are stronger than she expected. Now, in that moment, seeing what she was her going through the motions and, you know, realizing I'm not sure if you're realizing in that moment or when you look back that, wow, I think this girl actually does care about me a little bit more than she let on. Does that make you rethink any the way that your situation went down with her or make you want to reconsider maybe you know getting to know her on that level understanding that maybe she just wasn't sure about where she stood and maybe that's why she wanted to take her time well but again if that's what you wanted to do if you wanted to take your time i told you to your face like hey take your time leave me out of it you know what i'm saying if that's yeah. what you want to do because he doesn't want to wait in the oh, that's so tough it once, is I really tough, out about, once I found out, because you don't understand, her and I had a problem in our, when we originally dated years ago, she wasn't over an ex, right? So I'm seeing this shit, I'm like, yo, no, 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 no. Look, hey, we've been here before. Like, if you have some shit, once I found out about dude, we went to dinner that night, wine, and there was other scenes that they cut out where I, we talked about him and I told her, like, look, if you, this okay, if that's where you at and you need some stuff you got to deal with, do that, leave me out of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not going. That's why I'm like in Malibu. I was like, I'm not doing this shit again with you. You know what I mean? Because like I've been here before. And I told mm-hmm. you from the to leave me out of it. But you're over here. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm ready to go. And now you want to be mad that I'm pursuing you on a level trying to show you how to be appreciated by, hey, good morning. How you doing? We have a past. We've known each other for five years. Yeah. Now it's like, well, a lot of, has, a lot has gone on in that time. Like I'm trying to just catch up to see what's going on in your life. The only time yeah. where you can see if you want to go about it, spending time with each other. Like, we got to spend time with each other to figure out if we even, how the fuck we going to do that? Yeah, yeah. If we can't, if you're on something like, ah, oh, no, like, and, and I'm trying to see if you're worth it. Motherfucker, we've known each other for five years. Like, yeah. And Sarah called her out on that, too, because she was like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And she's like, that's what girls want, though. They want a guy to take the initiative and get to know me and say, hey, when am I going to see you? Especially since you've known each other for X amount of years, too. Right. So, so would you prefer reaching out to someone that's not responsive to you or you always have to be the one to reach out to them? Well, clearly that's what she likes, because clearly she was in a relationship for five months with a nigga and never pulled up at his house. Clearly, mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. How the fuck you don't know this man live with his ex? That you did you yeah. never go to this man's house like so so you're used to just having to chase him off or are you just like I don't get it because now when somebody's showing you something different you're reverting back to the shit that you know and I'm being needy like that I'm trying to show I'm like alright you clear like hey leave me out of this shit right you know yeah then, then I pull up with Lene and she wants to act all she wants to show her ass so I'm like you see what do you want like what is wrong with you that's why yeah. I and Sarah in here banging for me so hard because they see the bullshit that Samantha was doing that entire time. Yeah. It was yeah. dumb. It was dumb. 
it's just so it was just i was just it just made me it just got me upset you know what i mean <laughs> all right that's all right listen we all get in the heat of the moment we say some right. things and it happens and then you you move on but what we do have to ask about is Miss Vivica A. Fox over here. So, what, what's going on over there, Mister? Because I feel like there's like a, a little tension happening. There's an extended clip out there of her kind of macking it to you a little bit, and she's like, "Oh, I don't mix business with pleasure." So, how how is she doing? Vivica's hmm. cool, man. Like Vivica's cool people. You know, we we you know we we've never you know we we hung out the one time so we you know we uh she invited me out to brunch and you know met some of her colleagues and people she hangs out with and uh, that was the one time outside of filming that we kind of you know interacted with each other but we still you know she'll you know i was working with jacques recently she's the one who uh referred me to him uh, okay all so, right yeah. so, so no yeah. brunch plans coming up nah 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 vivica is not like she's like she's she's cool she's cool as hell because you know it's always hit and miss with these hollywood types how they're gonna yes. act but she's definitely, you know, down to earth, personable, and you know what I mean. I'm, I can rock with that. So I'm like, all right, you know, she, she sees cool people. Oh no, that, and we saw it too because she's not here for you being someone side piece material. Right. Um, and those are so, conversations that we're having because we struck a friendship. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. like, I'm sitting there just having these genuine conversations with her. Like, like I said, I'm not what you see for me on this show is literally what's you know what I mean. What's going on at the time of my life? So I'm in there, like, I'm finding these out. Okay, baby, this is what happened. Like, what's going? Like, you ain't no side piece. That's why I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But she's not the only one. Our Janice. Uh, <laughs> right. Sarah is like, nah, I'm going to hook you up. We got to get get this man a bachelor show. That's it, man. It oh, was this is genius. You heard it here, right here first. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of Zach. Well, he already got hey. the poses. Anytime I send him his pictures, like, oh, here's your VH1 image. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn, that's like a bachelor pose. I was like, here he comes. <laughs> But we thank you so much for answering this call. I know you have some stuff to do, so thanks for being you, yes. and thanks for giving us a good season. I know it's hard to you know put your life on blast out there, but we appreciate you, and obviously for keeping it so genuine too. No doubt, appreciate you having me. All right, take care. Talk to you soon. Yeah, take care. Bye. Okay, so he had a lot to say. Oh, yeah, he did. Hello, and I knew he did. I was like, that's why I said we should get him on the phone. And he's fine, too, y'all. Samantha's playing games. <laughs> he, he's a very, very, very handsome man. But also, next week on the season finale, we see that Andrew and his wife are going to couples therapy, where mm. Sarah tells Ajani that he cheated again. Yeah, totally. she had the tea. She had the tea. She always has some type of tea. Right. And then, <laughs> uh, Jacob and Taylor meet up to hopefully mend their bumping of the heads because, again, they do have a mutual understanding with each other that hurt people hurt other people. People, yeah. So there is that. That should be very, very interesting. But this week we did have the season finale of To Catch a Beautician, right? Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. And it definitely was a finale, finale. But we were lucky enough to talk with Tamar, whom we are still sending mad love for the premiere of To Catch a Beautician. And now that the season went out with a bang, y'all, you know that we have to get the amazing stylist to the stars, Johnny Wright, up on this phone right now. Easy, hit him up because I know you have his number. Hit him Boom, up. Boom, let's get it. Hey, it's Johnny Wright. Oh up? my God, what's up, Johnny? Hey. How you doing? I'm fantastic. A little sad because last night was our finale, but. 
I know, I know, I know. Well, first of all, congrats on an amazing season. You know, we Thank were so you. lucky. Yes, you're welcome. And you know, we had the opportunity to chop it up with Tamar after the first two episodes premiered. So you know, it was only right that we had to go out with a bang and get you on the line for the finale. Uh, I'm happy to be here. That's good to hear. <laughs> oh, believe me, I've been telling him. I'm like, FYI, we're coming for you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you right. Know, so, 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 little fun fact, I actually watched the last two episodes with Tamar last night here in my house. So, we watched oh, it together. Oh, yes. Oh, oh that yeah. is so amazing. Yes. Next yeah. time, you know, next time you speak to our girl, let her know that we are sending her all the love. And, yes. you know, we were loving this season, you know. You've worked with Tamar as a client and now as a co-host. And it looked like you two were at always having so much fun. Do you have any, like, crazy LOL or just, like, insane set moments that we didn't get to see on the show that you can share with us? You know, it was so many. So let me just say one thing. So Tamar, I've never actually done Tamar's hair. Oh! Like, and yeah, prior to this, I actually colored it last night. That was my first time actually doing Whoa. it. Oh, He's like, let but, me get her now. <laughs> <laughs> but prior to that, I never did a hair. So we just, we met at the White House years ago when she was with The Real and she was interviewing the first, first lady. Mm -hmm. um, and the first lady did an appearance on the reel, but and we knew we had a lot of mutual friends, but we hadn't met in person, you know, like in that mutual, you know, one on one type of situation until to get to petition. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a chemistry chemistry test for the show. So that's when it all jumped off. And of course, our chemistry is amazing. I'm very excited about clearly. that. I mean, clearly, yes, it definitely seemed like she's been in your chair and you put those fingers to your head and <laughs> chopped it up with her and had a few key keys before y'all got on set. Yeah, Tamar, you know, Tamar is a, a hoot. And we love to be silly. We act, you know, we're both the youngest in the family. We we, we love attention and, you know, in our different ways of, of loving attention. And Every moment was so much fun. Like, I cannot remember a dull moment filming that show. You know, we shot 20 episodes within a two-month span. Mm. You know, back yeah. here in L.A., it was a lot to shoot. So we were together every day, all day. So we just kept the jokes rolling. But um, I can remember, I remember one moment she, um, we were actually doing an assessment, and we were talking to the client, and... You know, Tamar just says stuff, you know, that just comes out of her mouth. And she said that, uh, she said, girl, you gotta, you gotta, she, she said something about her boss, but the way she said it, I could not stop laughing. Keep and it, right. just was a, it was a trickle effect and everybody started laughing and we literally had to cut tape for about 30 minutes to pull ourselves together. I was right. crying. Oh, there was a lot of different moments like that. I just we were we were dying laughing throughout the whole season. Oh my goodness! It was hilarious. So we do have to take it back early on in the season. We remember Miss Taylor Coco. So is that who? Maybe, oh God! Maybe maybe it was around that, but with the glue, it was, right? It was not Taylor Coco, <laughs> but uh, it was a it was, it was another girl. I think her name was. Uh, uh, I can't think of her name, but either Lucy or something like oh, that. Oh, anyway. yes, we saw her like a last week, and she had yeah, that ball yeah. spot right the ball in the spot front. The That's yeah. the one, and we just, yes. it was hilarious. The Lucy do, right? Yes, um, the Lucy, Lucy do. Lucy, Lucy was the stylist, but the, right. the client was named. Oh. Oh. God, it was too many. Too I know, many. Yeah, I know. Well, it's yeah, hard I to remember. Say, it, it's a lot to remember, but Miss <laughs> Taylor Coco, though, she oh she came in very fiery, right? She mm -hmm. was telling her stylist what to do, and you do talk about stylist and client trust in that episode. Yeah. 
But Miss yeah. Taylor Coco claimed a lady has a right to be picky, and she even tried to bring Mo- Michelle Obama into it, which you shut yeah. down real quick because you're like, listen, I work for her. She's not that picky. So tell okay. us, obviously, a little bit more. Like, we know that it's out there, but for w- working with our forever first lady, like, how was it, and how did this all start? Um, it was amazing working with the first lady. You know, I think it was a dream come true for me, the, the way that we were able to travel around the world and being able to, and, you know, experience history at a bird's eye view, I think was just like something that I would never ever, I'll always cherish, I'll never ever forget. Um, mm-hmm. And I met her through my agent, Ken Barboza. He booked me with her for Essence Magazine photo shoot back in 2007. We, we hit it off and pretty much the rest was history. I moved mm. here to Los Angeles. The booking that she, changed your life. Is, are yeah, you involved? Yeah, he is still, he's still my agent. He's still my agent. Okay, there day. you go. <laughs> he's my hair, my hair agent. The one that books me for all the celebrities and things like Perfect. that. Perfect. So he does, you know, I have another agent that does my, you know, television stuff. Of but course, he, yeah. He he does all that. And he's still my agent to this day. And I kind of got grandfathered into the agency of, or put on his roster because I was working with a, um, a local makeup artist in Chicago and they were doing a commercial for American Family Insurance and they needed a hairstylist. So mm-hmm. Landis is the, the makeup artist guy. He brought me in and then he, Ken, who's my agent, Ken Barboza, yeah. he found out how professional I was and how timely I was. And he was like, I want to work with you more often. And he became my, my agent that way. Oh, and that's how I met Wow. See, let this yeah. listeners at home put your best foot forward in every situation All because you never every know situation. who is watching and what that one opportunity can lead to. It's true. That's, that's it's true. Very what a true. great testimony. Yeah. And so then when after I moved here, of course the the, the campaign became more intense and it was a you know pretty intense campaign. And they were on the West Coast a lot, doing conferences, speeches. You know, television appearances with like Ellen DeGeneres and Jay Leno. So her staff mm-hmm. would call me to keep her camera ready for those things. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. And it wasn't until the first DNC that was in Denver is when I really did a hair from start to finish. Because other than that, I was just keeping it, you know, oh, fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, keeping it yeah. fresh. Exactly. Yeah. Protecting it from think, the elements. Exactly. <laughs> and I think people noticed the difference in the stroke of my brush and, um, you know, the next day after her speech that night, that next morning, everybody talked about her hair. Oh, yeah. And yes. they noticed the oh, difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a few weeks later, after, uh, say a month or so later after the, the DNC, the election happened, they won. And maybe about three weeks after that, I get a call from my chief of staff asking if I can come to DC to do the cover of Vogue. And I was like, oh my God, yes, wow. thinking that they're just throwing me a bone. Call? I did, I did not see the call. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who this number is. She I did right. time. She sent an email first. She sent an email oh, first. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, very yeah, professional. Yeah, yeah. They need to, in the political world, you want to make sure you have a paper trail. You know Exactly, oh, exactly. But we have to bring it back to, to catch a beautician. Let me yeah. ask you, of all the, because we've seen some amazing transformations throughout the season, but I need to ask you, what, in your opinion, do you think was the most dramatic transformation that we saw this season? I would probably say in the sense of the most dramatic would be Tyrone um, mm. with the with the man. With the, the oh, yeah. Hands yeah, down. Because, 
You, you're going from balls to hair on your head. So that's just dramatic. It and it looks so you know natural. I, mean? I was so like, damn, I need to do this. Right. And, yeah. you know, and Wade the Barber is really, really popular amongst, yeah, yeah. you know, the community. Like, he's a celebrity. Every Like, he's the barbers and the stylist stylist. You know, like, everybody's exactly. looking to him. After I recorded the um, p- podcast when we were talking about that transformation i was with a friend of mine who actually does them locally here in brooklyn and he was like mm-hmm. yeah it said something about wade the barber i was like oh my god i just heard about him on the pot he really is the man like it's yeah, so he cool is. yeah he, everybody he, he, loves he, was, wade. he was my barber when i lived in dc so it was a natural you know like selection for me to say oh, oh have wow wade come to do this. because i knew that he's so good at it and he's so talented and he's going to be able to teach Ahmad some things and Ahmad did pick up some things from them so it was great yeah he but that was picked, the most dramatic he picked up some things all right he picked up a whole yeah. new craft yeah, yeah he did <laughs> a whole new yeah. no exactly but I feel like it was the Ahmad one that you almost broke your your character your sting character because <laughs> right? Tamar said something and you're like oh I'm not like da 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 and then he's looking at you like who are you talking to yeah. and you know I, what? I, like died i died so did did you think that your cover was blown at that point um no i don't think i think he was like what the hell is this guy talking about i think he was (laughs) kind of like you know wondering what was going on but i don't think my cover was completely blown because it was the way we did that people would have not known that we were you know stinging them in that manner right 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 right. so I just thought he thought I was probably weird because you saw the look yeah, on his face. Exactly, yeah, exactly, for sure. Because, like, right. you know, after you started laughing, then you were like, shut up. I'm like, go I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the laughing yeah. really did a co-sign of crazy. I was like, oh. He's, yeah, exactly. He's like, no, my cover the- wasn't blown. He just thought I was crazy. <laughs> out of 20 episodes, that was the only time only I time. did that. The only okay. time. I was yeah. going to ask, like, has there been any other time where it almost happened, but... Listen, you can't be perfect all the time, but you really right. did handle those sting operations like perfectly. Thank you. Thank I gotta you. say, I gotta say. It'll be, right, right, right. it, be interesting to see what next season sting will be like, you know, because I can't be involved, of course. You know, that, that yeah. not in the not in the interview process. So that's uh that's the thing, you know, they, they right. see me, they're gonna know. Yeah, gotta yeah, get a little more, more crafty next time. Yeah, gotta next get a little more crafty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, for this finale episode, there was a whole lot of he said, she said, and we even had our mm. second walk off. And talk about yeah. a grand finale, y'all. In this episode, we met Nita. She's a social media influencer with a huge following who claimed that she even lost followers after her hair fiasco with stylists that she found named Brandon. Now, before you even spoke to Brandon, Johnny, you said that things weren't really adding up after just hearing from Anita what happened. Her mm-hmm. hair, obviously, looking at it, was, was damaged. You know, it looked yeah. like it had been fried, dyed, and blow-dried, been through some yes. wear and tear. Ooh, girl, what happened yeah. to your hair? So I'm just curious, what was it about Nita's story that made you a little skeptical about the situation? Well, first of all, a well, lot her of... her story. Yeah, yeah, but first of all, a lot of, quote, influencers, they tend to sit in a lot of different hairstylists' chair because they just want that free job, right? Mm. They're like, they're, I'm going to go to you. you. Yeah. I'll promote you. And that, so that was something that was in my head, right? Mm. And then I saw her hair and it was very damaged. So, mm-hmm. And so that's what made me feel a little sorry for Brandon because I understood that in, in that situation of this thing, 
no stylist is going to feel comfortable with that, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, and yeah. the other pictures, too. Like, I remember you were like, this This is amazing work. Like, his other right. photos his work that was, you get to his that work one. Was, I would probably say out of the whole season, he had the oh. best work out of anyone. Oh, his work shit. was amazing. It wow. really was. So I have a quick question for you. So out of all the stylists that you've worked with, uh, you know, that were on the show this season, not worked with, sorry, would you take any of them under your wing and hire them? Oh, yeah, several. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yes. Oh, that's good to know. I, I, lo- I love Richie. Richie was amazing. Yeah. thought he was very talented. Um, there was, um, uh, I actually liked some of Lucy's work, although she made that tight wig on her. But when I look at her finished product, it was really good. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, I love Brandon's work. There are several people that I thought was really, really, really talented. Right, right, good. right. Well, yeah. I just have to say, Congrats again on such a fun, fun, fun season. I mean, I cried, I laughed, and I, <laughs> I learned. I literally, I learned stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm happy to hear that. You know, we we got word that that's the that's the favorite part part of the show for the viewers. They love the boot camp part because they're learning. And I remember when we were filming it, I was like, I'm not talking to just hairstylists. They're not going to get this. But you know, Kim um, Kim McCoy, who's uh, the showrunner. She was very adamant about the educational aspect. So I really appreciate her for that because me, I was getting tired of it in a way that thinking like they're not going to really get this. Right. But the way that it was um, edited and the way that it was played out, people were able to take away tips and use it, especially during this time where people are at home and, you know, salons were closed and things like that. Yes. Like, useful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The timeliness of this was so <laughs> unreal. You know, during a time where you had to sort of DIY, you know, because you couldn't yeah. get to the salon, you know. So that honestly was one of the best parts for me. And as you mentioned, for many others. But we need to know what was one of the best parts of this shooting experience for you? You know, what and what is it that you want the viewers to really take away from the show I, I do love education, and I think that's what attracted me to this show initially. Um, I do love to educate stylists in particular, but I also am happy that I was able to educate people just that just wanted to learn more about their own hair or just get some tricks of the trade about how to do, do a style or whatever it is. So the educational part was fun for me. And of course, being with Tamar and, you know, having fun with her, us chopping it up in the um, dressing rooms every day and then going to Soul House afterwards for cocktails. And it was just a fun time. Of course. <laughs> you know, it was a fun time. Um, um, and just the, the whole cast, the, the whole crew were, were fun to work with. It was, you know, this is my first full television experience and I think that oh, I cannot act I could not act for a better experience. It was, And then VH1 is about being the partner that did all that. It was just been great. Uh. <laughs> And yeah. so, but, you know, speaking of the show, we know that it was filmed before the world shut down. Yeah. And I know I've asked you this, but I haven't asked you this on this podcast platform. So <laughs> for you as a stylist, how has business changed for you since the whole pandemic? Especially now, because, like, right, things are a little a little different in California. Yeah, yeah. It, it's changed quite a bit. Uh, you know, I maybe right after they, they the, the initial open up they was like salons can open up again i took maybe two or three clients but my celebrity clients aren't doing anything most of their stuff is yeah. zoom they're at home and they're not really doing anything and most of my clientele are is are celebrities so that is definitely slowed down for me but i am gearing up you know i have boxes packed behind me right now to head back east on thursday because Tamron hall show goes back into the studio and i'll be working with her 
again. So I am, you know, you know, I've been by Costa for almost two years now. So it's that's exciting because I just need to. I've been telling a friend of mine, I was like, I just need to get my hand in some hair. Yeah, you know, it's one yeah. of those type of things I, I do. I miss it. I actually miss the whole motion of it, the whole plugging in my iron, the smell of my curl line, all that stuff. I miss mm. it. So Aww. I am. That I'm goes to show you you're very passionate about your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I even had my assistant like order a bunch of mannequin. And typically, I don't like working on mannequin heads. I don't. I didn't even want to do it when I was in in, in cosmetology school. Oh wow. But I need to just just you know create and develop and do fun stuff. So I had my assistant order a bunch of mannequins and send to my. New York apartment, so I can just practice while I'm, while I'm there and just, you know. Okay, so that's the, that's the exciting world of Johnny exactly, Ray right there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, Now, before we get you off the line, you know, I, I have to ask you a little personal question before we do. Now, you know, when we spoke to Tamar, I was telling her about my little situation. She was like, girl, your edges are fine. But the thing about it is that I just know how to choose the hairstyles where I'm going to look presentable. And ultimately, I'm trying to, like, prevent myself from really losing my edges and being exposed out here in these streets. Now, Mm -hmm. I know, like, little tight cornrows, like what I have right now, don't help. But I promise you, I'm not doing this very much. (laughs) I do. I would love, like, a tip, like, what should I be putting on my edges? What can I be doing so that I don't lose them? Yeah, so my go-to for your hairline, your edges, because it is the weakest part of the head form, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you already know, don't do, don't make it too tight. So if, if somebody's braiding your hair and it starts to feel too tight, particularly when you start getting those little tight bumps, that mm. is a big no-no because you know you're just pulling the hair right out of the follicle and the follicle might come out with it and then you won't grow again, okay? Right, because right, the follicles right, where the right. hair grow. But to keep those edges really strong and healthy, I always tell people to go to your local drugstore and pick up some capsules of vitamin E. Mm. Pop those open and rub them on your headline. You can do it daily. You do it every night or every morning. You can do it a couple of times a week. But as long as you do it, you'll be safe enough to know that your hair is going to stay strong, even if it's in a weak state. All right, then I feel confident because after I feel like it was like the one of the first couple episodes you gave that tip and I got my yeah. vitamin E, so I'm Good. on it. I just want to know if there was anything else I could do, you know, but just I'm keep on it, it moisturized. The, 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 the key is with hair, it's a fiber. So you have, yes. to, you have to keep it moisturized or it will break. You know, the only time hair starts to break is when it's dry and brittle. It's like any other fiber, right? You know, if right. you think if, if, if wood is dried out too much, it's going to break, you know, all those things, you need to have moisture in your hair. So the more you moisturize the hair, the more you have hair on your head and the more you right. keep healthy and strong. And, right. um, and this applies to everybody. Right. Everybody. everybody. Not, not everybody. everybody. All hair right. textures. All hair textures, yeah. Y- y'all yeah. are welcome. Y'all are welcome, yeah. No, because I was even thinking, like, if a, if a guy has a receding hairline, you're just like, hey... Get the capsules. Does that help the the gentleman with receding mm. hairlines? Oh. Well, that's a that's a little something more internal. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> can go see a dermatologist if you know because there are some things that you can get that may help the follicles start to regenerate and you can get hair back again. Um, there are a whole lot of hair loss and hair trauma specialists out there that does laser treatments and different supplements that's going to help the hair grow on the head. So that's a little something that's a little more traumatic and internal. But when mm-hmm. you're actually doing styles that you know that are breaking your edges out, that's a different thing. So you have to right. pull back on that styling, whether it's overheating, whether it's too tight braids, whether it's too tight weaves or wigs or whatever that is, and then also keep that hair that is there moisturized so it can continue to grow and stay healthy. 
And there you go. So yes. thank you so much for answering this phone call. I'm sure you got a lot to to do because I see all the boxes. So no, no, it's okay. Get right. back to your business. But thank you so much yeah. for a wonderful season. We truly did learn so much and were Honestly, clearly entertained. Yeah. And it was, I'm glad you all so enjoyed fun it. To watch. We were like clutching our little pearls and like. <laughs> yeah, it makes so me so happy fun. to hear. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I, oh, I had a fun time. It was a lot, a lot of fun. So thanks for being you, and I'm sure we'll chat soon. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye, dear. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, so how many vitamin E capsules do you have, Mr. June? I I have, like, you know, I order, like, a container. The jumbo size? Maybe 150 capsules. Okay. Right. Meanwhile, the whole receding hairline thing, I'm like, that's me. So I was like, okay, on it. Right. (laughs) No, because you know what? I feel like that was such a great question because I feel like a lot of men are just like, oh, here it comes. There's no hope. And nobody would even think to go to a dermatologist. (laughs) To figure that out. Like, I've seen my dad's hair or my grandpa's hair, you know. I'm just going to have to deal with it. Right. Exactly. So, no, hit that dermatologist up and see if you can get some of that hair trouble popping before it's too late. All right. So before we get Derek Barry on the phone to chat about the series premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race Mm -hmm, Vegas Review mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. June, what is our hashtags for people to get involved in the conversation? Guys, if you want to get in on this conversation, make sure you're using that hashtag VH100 podcast. And there you go. So on to RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review. Like I said, we'll get Derek Barry on the phone shortly, but we have Miss Vanjie, Evie Oddly, Asia O'Hara, Naomi Smalls, Cameron Michaels, and of course, Derek Barry. Right, right. Getting ready to kick off the official RuPaul's Las Vegas residency. A lot of pressure on our queens here to get this right and tight. But obviously, the queens know it's an honor to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. Vanjie is feeling like the Beyonce out of all the Kelly and Michelle's out there. Yes. As Vanjie as should. As Vanjie should. And I loved when she was packing for Vegas. I had no idea that her season 11 sister, Silky Ganache, lives right above her right. in L.A. And when we were doing season 11, I was with them doing press and whatnot. And maybe we all went to the bar and we all got drinks and yada, yada, yada. And I'm so happy to see that their friendship is still going so strong because they were, they had such a great chemistry back then, too. So that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I do love that Silky was coming through with that tequila bottle hidden in her Come wrap. Through. When helping- <laughs> Come through with that little schwaller. I died. That's I was, of I was tequila. All, I noticed that. I was like, oh, maybe Silky slept weird because the neck was very like positioned in a specific way. I was like, oh, I didn't, we didn't even notice. That I didn't even notice. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, head wrap. And then that tequila came up out. Vandy said, where did you get this? I said, where did you get this? You mean, where did the rest go? Yeah. But that part because I was like <laughs> they look pretty empty but okay right. <laughs> but it's cool to see a different side of our queens on this show like for instance Asia while she's packing up we find out she's engaged but her fiance is down in Dallas yes. starting to become a nurse and they both have to plan a wedding while Asia's going to Vegas and her fiance is down in Dallas so I'm like oh my god I know. then Cameron Michaels also seeing someone out in New York City where they don't really have a label on things but clearly in contact right However, it should be interesting to see how Cameron and Vanjie end up hot-mouthing each other because we do see a little teaser here and there that they end up making out. I'm like, Indeed. oh, my God. Indeed. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, on to Evie. We know that Evie has a condition where her joints are rapidly deteriorating mm-hmm. since her body doesn't produce enough collagen. So Rue, of course, is concerned that Evie isn't looking after her health. Rightfully so because Rightfully Evie so. admits, like, 
I haven't seen a doctor in the past 10 years. And the last time I went, it was very discouraging. Right. And I was like 15. So that part. Yeah. So I was 15. And at that point of being 15, the doctor suggested that Evie should scale some things back. So I can't even imagine if she were to go to the doctor today. Like I could get where that mindset is at, but Rue's like, listen, you have to check on your health because there's a lot riding on you. Also the show, but more importantly, you. Right. I was the same way when I was a young adult. I was like the doctor. I'm young. I'm healthy. What do I need to do that for? You know, I didn't like I it yeah. wasn't until I was like it's 20, preventative stuff. Right. It wasn't until I was like 26, 27 that I was like, all right, let me start doing this once a yeah. year. And, and that's like, what makes me laugh because you know, like your hair, like people's hairs in general, like we do all these preventative me- measures to make sure it's safe. It's the same thing for your body. Body, right. I, you know, when we're younger, yes, we're limber. We're like, oh, who cares? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm but, good. I'm good. I don't even no, get no, colds. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we also learned that some folks may question how Derek Barry is a part of this. Mm. Derek even said herself. How she knows some people feel like she doesn't deserve the spot. But guess what? She, she got the care. call from Rue. Okay. And that's all that matters. And also, guess what? She's about to get a call from us. Hey, let's get her on the line. Let's do it. Hello? <gasps> ring, 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 Pew, 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 pew. Hey. Hello, Derek. Hi, I love this remix I walked into. Oh, yes. yeah. You're welcome. Live we're we're so remix. talented mm-hmm. and humble. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to talk about this action packed premiere. Mm-hmm. Did you get to watch it? Right. Oh, absolutely. I didn't get to see it before like some of the press people did, but mm. I did get to watch it uh, with everyone else on the five o'clock uh, West oh, Coast lovely. Feed. Yeah. Lovely. So so this jump, did we feel like Britney on the toxic tree? Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. You know, that and Britney also jumping in the Dream Within a Dream tour after yes. I was yes. roll. I was getting every Britney fantasy. I got to turn this alarm off. I was all ready for you guys. Right. Oh, so, we we yeah. appreciate you being so prompt. No, <laughs> of, of course. Sorry I about mean, that. I mean, you... <laughs> Our Britney in Vegas, you know a jump was coming. We saw you. <laughs> we saw that you got a little bit nervous for the jump, but you oh, performed in Vegas before. Are you a stranger to stunts like this? Is this your first? Um, I, it's it's definitely the first time I've jumped off of a platform. I've uh, mm. I've I've been very comfortable on Lyra's. I did a Lyra with Big Apple Circus in New York to celebrate Britney's tenth anniversary. Wait, um, for us simpletons, what's a Lyra? Oh, Alira is the hoop. So, yes, um, yes, yeah, like the yes. circular hoop, the aerialists or, you mm-hmm. know, people can come down on. So I've done things oh, like that. does that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she also does the uh, the cables and silks and every pink. Yeah, silks. Stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I've been comfortable doing things like that at a nightclub in Vegas called Crave. They had a chain motor. So I would come down uh, using uh, a hand loop, uh, but mm-hmm. it was it was very different than just jumping off of a four-story platform so yes i was not super familiar with that yeah yeah yeah. it was cute though we liked it because the thing is i feel like that's how i would have jumped off too like oh right (laughs) i love that everybody was taking video you're like okay thanks y'all oh i know i love them asia captured all of it and then of course (laughs) uses it against me to laugh at me so right right right. and will forevermore Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's out so, there now. <laughs> uh, obviously, in, in the premiere episode, we met your boyfriend. So, how are the boyfriends doing? Right. Uh, they're great. You know, I think uh, 
Nebraska, also Mac, is is having to deal with the opinions of others that he hasn't really had to deal with before. But I think, uh-huh. you know, when you open yourself up to reality TV and to moments inside your home, uh, people are going to have opinions. So I, I'm no stranger to this. So I think if of anything, course. you know, we're we're all going through it together. Yeah. So I did love like the brushing of the teeth together and y'all sleep in the same bed with Mac in the middle. It's like, is that like literally a nightly ritual that happens in the household? Um, I, everything except getting into bed with robes, but you know, this is, uh, <laughs> this needs to be more of a PG 13, not an R or X. <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. That's good to know. So they sleep in the nude. <laughs> yes, <Right>. Most <laughs> of the time <laughs> it's hot summer nights here in Vegas, you know? Oh, I can't even imagine. I mean, over here too, in New York, we're just like dying. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. I would say that Mac likes to be in the middle because he got himself in the middle and right up in that conversation <laughs> that you were having with Naomi when everyone was at your house. Did you expect them to get into it? Um, I didn't, but I do think that they, they're they a lot alike in, uh, in a lot of ways. I know that they both won't uh, speak on that as much as I see, but right. I think that me having such a a pass with Naomi, uh, there were so many times where Mac was on her side, seeing things from a model's perspective or, you know, someone that doesn't do celebrity impersonations. So he always kind of had Naomi's back through the years if she ever hurt my feelings or said something that I got offended by. He's like, hey, just let her do her. You go do you. And uh, you guys have very different experiences and and performance paths. So that that was coming out that night and then i think he started to see a little bit of the the personality that i had worked with on season eight and i think it kind of caught him off guard mm-hmm. so yeah because like you're saying so shots were definitely fired like mac was coming for naomi's tiffany pollard impersonation during that snatch game Naomi was coming from max height. Mm. So <laughs> you were like trying to defuse it because you're like, this is the last thing everybody needs. Meanwhile, I'm like, where's Nick? Where is Nicholas during all of this? Right. I Nicholas think is Nick- getting the bed ready. <laughs> I think at, at one at one point he was in the in the back of the in the back uh crying a little bit. Oh, okay. he just was kind of shocked by everything. And he's seen, you know, my evolution of my friendship with Naomi. You know, there was a period of time where we didn't speak. And uh, thought it was best that we just completely uh, keep each other uh, separated, just oh, because so Nick, Nick has a sensitive soul. Absolutely, he would be the sensitive Aww. one, and then uh, and then Mac is the fiery one for sure. Oh my goodness! And then you're goodness. a little mixture of both. Yeah, all right, I, I'm I'm both. I'm definitely both. I I'm it's yin yang and yang. Yeah, a little country, a little bit of rock and roll. But the next day, you did try to make good, <laughs> suggesting that y'all go gambling in full drag and get Loves drinks. It. You know, you know, because drag, you know, keeps it cute, keeps it light, you know? If I stumbled does. upon that, I would have been right up in there like, oh, my God! Because, I mean, who wouldn't, right? I was like, damn, I went to the casino on the wrong night. But when Bandy said she texts Naomi, you said that it would be fine if she didn't get that text. You know Ooh. why did we? Um, why did Go we let that, that inner? Why did we let that inner thought become an outer thought? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I say too much at times. Um, we all do. Yeah, right. I mean, every everybody does, and I I just knew what had had happened uh, the night before. I wasn't really sure where Naomi was at that point. We hadn't yeah. seen each other um, because. 
I was getting ready at work. I hadn't seen her yet. And, uh, and her dressing room hadn't seen her either. So I, you know, in light shade, just saying, Hey, well, right. you know, we're all going, but if Naomi doesn't happen to get the text, then, you know, it must've been a, a, uh, a fail on someone's side. Yeah, on like the services of of the yeah exactly of course, yeah of course temporarily unavailable. True drag race fashion. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> the the night did start off good, and y'all were vibing, and then Nebraska texted you about meeting up with y'all. And I died when you're asking Cameron, you're like, yo, is Naomi going to be okay with this? And <laughs> right, she literally right, right, was like, right, 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 like, I don't know, two feet away. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, were you hoping that Cameron would be the buffer? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I thought it was a camera trick. I was like, oh, maybe Naomi isn't actually that As close. close as it. <laughs> <laughs> she literally turned around. She's like, I hear my name. You're like, yeah, I'm high. <laughs> so like, and I love oh. her hair flip thrown in there. That was super Boom. sexy. She made All it dramatic, which is fantastic. <laughs> right. Um, I think I just asked Cameron because obviously Cameron was at the house and she was right next to me right, right, right. Um, when yeah. I got the text and they're in the same dressing room. So oh, okay. I, I feel like they do. They know each other very There's well. They toured together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And got also it. I would I just don't know if I was ready to have Naomi say, no, I don't want her here because right, at right, the right, same right. time, I don't need to ask her permission if my partner can meet up with us. But at but I also want to get someone else's opinion that is kind of from the outside looking in. And, and that's how Cameron felt, you know, when everything happened at the party. Yeah, I Got feel it. you sort of get a feeler, put a little feeler out there before <laughs> yeah. you uh, really jump, dive all the way in. But both yeah. you and Naomi have both acknowledged, you know, that there's always been, you know, some tension between the two of you. Now, when you found out that she was a part of the show, what were your initial thoughts? Um, well, I was actually very excited because I started following her again, watching All Stars because oh. I did. I became a huge fan of Naomi when I wasn't competing against her. Oh, um, I love that. I could really see how hungry she was for the the crown. And mm -hmm. I, I know in season eight she was as well. But when you're 21 years old, it, you just haven't fully realized W what you want out of life. And I feel like, you know, a few years later when she competed, uh, I saw what a strong competitor she was. And obviously mm. me not being there, I was able to appreciate her game a lot more as a fan watching the show. So I was very excited for her to be a part of the cast. If I could pick anyone from season eight, it would be Naomi because I do mm. think that she represents everything that Las Vegas is. It's sex, it's glitz, it's glamour and everything. she's beautiful so right right right. of course makes sense and, and i know it's hard because obviously you know you film these things in the moment and then they're airing so we uh -huh. do see in this week's episode that's coming up that naomi and nebraska are getting into it which must be hard for you and then asia is jumping in the middle of it then Rue is like noticing something's off with Naomi and she spills the beans about the drama. So I'm just like, we're going to get it together, right? <laughs> I mean, opening night is coming. So hopefully <laughs> oh, you're like, of course, of course. And we do also see that you are chatting with Nick and Mac about your mom. So, of course, we hope that everything pans out OK on that front, too. Yeah, that's we want you to been, be happy. Yeah, it's been a rocky relationship since uh, season eight. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it deciding whether or not I wanted my mom here was a big decision that I had to make. I hadn't talked to her uh, or seen her really in five years. So 
that's something that's going to play out on on the show and it's that's one of those real reality tv moments that it's uncomfortable to decide but i do think it's going to help a lot of kids out there mend relationships or yeah. at least attempt to mend relationships with their parents who have maybe not been on board with either them being gay or doing drag or being in a uh, a polyamorous relationship or a, we call it a thruple because there's only three of us. So yeah. I, I just hope it does help kids out there uh, to realize that, you know, family is also who you choose, not who you're given. Exactly. No, that is very, very true. So obviously 100%. sending you all the love. And before we let you go, I have to say I am a massive, massive Britney Spears fan, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yay. So the, the one we got yeah, to on yeah, the phone, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> but like literally I was just like, you just always give me Britney all the time. And I know that you obviously you're like, listen, there's more to me than just the Britney. But I yeah, you just nail her all the time. Perfectly. Well, thank so, you. Good job. I, I appreciate that. And I've been doing it since 2003 and I've been in Vegas. Exactly. Yes. Before, so any yep. of these these new fans of drag and drag race, uh, you know, they need they need a history lesson Ooh. on what drag was and how yes. it started on the strip. And before you were not on the strip performing unless you were impersonating a celebrity, that was your ticket in. Yeah, and uh, and I've known and about I found you for my ticket over ten years. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. oh my god, Derek Barry's on Drag Race. I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Because I you know, for like everything. We, yeah, the Britney Spears <laughs> fans kind of like, in my opinion, for me personally, like turned to you when she was going through our our little rocky phase. But we're mm -hmm. gonna be okay. So like, you gave us that Britney that we were like hungry for. So thank you for being you. Yes, and. Good luck with everything. I hope Yay. to see you soon. Thank you. Yes. I do have one one thing I did want to say is the yeah. first time I saw the Britney Spears Baby One More Time video was in 1999 and it was on VH1 in the morning hey. before I went to school. Hey. And I have been full circle. changed ever since. So just the fact that I'm on VH100, the podcast, I like my, my teenage self right now is just oh. like girl geeking out inside screaming. I'm oh, so excited so to be a part of your teenage self geeking out <laughs> inside. <laughs> We're all geeking out about each other, so there we, we go. Are. We I love really it. are. I'm so excited. But so yeah, much thank love. You. Yeah, so, so much love. All right, so thanks so much thank for being you, so you, and I'm much. sure we'll chat yes. soon. Oh, I would love that. Thank you guys so much. Bye, have thank fun. You. Okay, you too. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, so Derek Barry keeping it real on VH100 here. Yes, you already know. Vegas you already from, know. Yeah. That was a really fun phone call. I enjoyed it that. It was. I loved it. I was so here for it. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy that we have a RuPaul show on the air right now to have our drag queens call in because we always have a good time with everybody. I all know. Of our it's so true. <laughs> so that brings us to a close of yet another podcast episode, mm -hmm, Lejeune. I know mm -hmm. this upsets you every week. So it does. And I wasn't going to say it, but you want to bring me into it. How did it always happen so fast? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. She literally always <laughs> says that every week. And I'm like, is this like scripted? This like, what is No. <laughs> You're like, are we looking at the same script? <laughs> <laughs> so, what is today's podcast dedicated to, Miss Thang? Uh, today's podcast, y'all, I was going to dedicate it to the swag teeny, but you know, guys, they think that there was some. Something that has the edge a little bit more. Can I get a drum roll, please? Yes, you may. Hey, this week 
week's episode is 100% dedicated to the tequila and Silky's head wraps <laughs> and for head wraps in general because easy if we ever go anywhere and you can't like bring bottles and I have a head wrap yeah. you already know what's going down well, exactly right? that's going to be the first tequila, thing I'm going to look shot, at you shot, yeah. shot. okay <laughs> anywhere go. I go if they're like oh you can't bring that in I'm going to look at you and be like miss <laughs> let's get our wrap on right. okay uh-uh. right and I ain't talking about free cash you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i get with us all right so that is a wrap <laughs> on episode 70 of vh100 yes. don't forget really quick this sunday the mtv vmas will be airing at 8 p.m eastern standard time That's right it's hosted by kiki palmer and performances by lady gaga with ariana grande the weekend maluma roddy rich miley cyrus the baby black eyed peas and more wow. of course there's a whole pre-show involved and yes, yes it is covid friendly y'all it's a social distance kind of award show so get into it and check us out that's and right don't forget to check us out either make sure to subscribe comment on itunes remember to spread the word that's right and of course please be sure to follow the official instagram pages for vh1 loving listings to catch a beautician and rupaul's drag race plus you're gonna have to put the ad in front of all that if you want to you know connect yeah so if you want to connect with me i'm at easy manoli that's easy m-a-n-o-l-i and i'm at i-m-l-a june like the month <laughs> so make sure you're listening to us and keep it 100. VH100 is brought to you by VH1 and Revolver Podcasts.